0: Welcome to Talking Pictures Podcast with myself as your host, Brian, and my co-host,
1: David. David, what's the crack? Not much, Brian. How are you? Good. What are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about uh, Mithre- a new movie. Mithrigan? Mithrigan, yeah. Megan. A new film that's out at the moment about a an artificially intelligent toy that's created by this woman who has taken custody of her niece who recently went through a tragedy. And it's kind of this story about a toy that has artificial intelligence and of course it goes wrong you know horror ensues I thought everything went right when watching the movie you think that everything went right it yeah, was all like, supposed to yeah, happen I like this yeah what's the
0: point in a movie otherwise yeah
1: I mean you can look at it like that but I think uh, probably for the main character it went wrong for her but for us we knew what we were going into and I think that's something that you were saying that this movie lives and dies by its marketing and people going in will know what to expect you're going in to see this all Dance and wreak havoc on unsuspecting people. Um, I thought that this is another
0: win for Blumhouse, even though they have a, have a few hit and misses with some godshitful, awful Halloween movies and Fantasy Island and a few others not worthy to name. But when it comes to The Invisible Man, The First Halloween, and a few others that I'm going to spare you from naming because we don't have time. It's another win and Blumhouse is just swinging for the fences and it's occasionally getting to skyrocket and it is doing it on very little budget and it's reaping the benefits financially Mm -hmm. and I thought it was great. I really enjoyed this movie. Now, when I say great, let me start by saying, and I thought this as I was watching the movie, the second scene actually. When you're listening to the dialogue, they're talking about what we're going to do, how we're going to tell our boss and about what we've been doing. I can't remember the dialogue word for word, but I just remember thinking, yeah, you just walked on set and you just started reading the lines because that's how they've written like what mm-hmm. happened before, what were you talking about just before? Mm-hmm. Did someone just walk in the room? Did you walk up to that position, that mark? You start talking from there. You know, that just got me thinking... This isn't bad dialogue. This is like 90% of all movies. Mm-hmm. And if you think this is shit dialogue, well then, you must think that at least 90% of movies is shit because that's how it all is. Mm-hmm. And we're here to have fun. we're here to watch Killer
1: Toy Robot. Yeah. And if you can't get out of it, get into it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know what you're going in for. You're like You're not going in for Citizen Kane. You're not going in for this deeply emotional film. You're going in for... This. Yes, it's a killer robot movie. And I was very happy walking out of it. I was
0: very excited. I remember thinking and saying this to you, how great is it to walk out of a cinema and be very happy having watched what you watched? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change too much at all about the movie. And, you know, it lives to its uh, standard because of the title character, Megan. Mm -hmm. There's just something about...
1: That character that makes this movie very enjoyable to watch. She's my favourite character. They definitely like dive into the... They use the uncanny valley as like, you know, as a tool. They know that, okay, this character is going to look human. There's just going to be something slightly off better. And that alone will be uncomfortable, make people feel uncomfortable.
0: And I like that they established early on when she's having a very still static look about herself. But... The slight movement of her eyes or her yeah. mouth or her eyebrows or a tilt of the head and any other time after that you know even if she's still she's thinking yeah she's looking at you thinking something to her head like yeah, uh, everyone's going crazy about dancing. It's all over TikTok. But um, she started that dance going in for the paper cutter, the big machete-looking yeah. yoke know, to kill your man to put him mm-hmm. off guard. It's a
1: distraction. Yeah, she's like.
0: I looked up what the director was thinking in his mind. Is like she does not move unless she has a motivation. At the start, when uh, you know they're crossing the threshold, with Megan noticing that Katie, the young girl, is upset. And they're in the room, and Megan looks across in the mirror, knowing that all the corp heads and her lead character is viewing them. And she, like, raises her eyebrow, and you know, as an audience, you're thinking, you're doing a piss-poor job raising this child, so I'm going to step in, and I'm going to make her feel better, and I'm going to protect her. And she does that, and, like, she does a f- cool few things. You know, she draws her an advanced-looking picture, and she records emotional moments to save his memories. And protects her from uh, vicious dogs and uh, crazy neighbors and
1: asshole dickhead bullies who deserve to die. <laughs> that little kid. Man, I kind of felt the same. I was like, Jesus, you know, don't condone kids dying, but this kid was a dickhead. You just walk up and he's like pressing the spiky, um, they're like collecting conkers and he like properly like, digs it into her hand. I'm like, what are you doing, man? There's no need for that. Yeah. And- Maybe he didn't deserve to be hit by a car, but. <laughs> and I'm glad that they did that they, they didn't shy away from it
0: yeah. they full on killed the fucking kid mm. and I like when he takes Megan to run away like, like he, t- he takes her shoe off well, what are you going to do fucking have sex with this little toy or something and then she grabs him by the ear and she turns her head facing him so she in a way that she was very much aware
1: of everything Mm -hmm. planning her moves rips the ear off remember how graphic that was they did a good job of of like cutting away and then you come back and the ear was even further out and they're like oh holy god and then they do it again and then again it was even further out and you're like oh my god what is going on here until it rips off and I had heard the director said that there was an R rating of this film like they had a cut that was R rated but they were like no we want to get it down so you know, more people can see it Get down to a 12, so it, it made them, you know, be a bit more creative, like, cutting away from stuff like that, like, with the the woman, uh, the neighbour who uh, she killed with yeah. the the hose and the chemicals, that, like, you just see, like, the blood kind of dripping down the sidewalk. And, but th- and that was enough. Yeah, that was it, exactly. That was enough that, that you didn't need to see your one's face burning off. I'm sure if there was an 18s cut, we'd see the skeleton, you know, in her face, but, no, just, like, there was enough there that it was satisfactory you, you, it, like he said like the director said you know your imagination will fill in those blanks i like the little movements that megan had like and they played a bit of a, a score to
0: it as well like when she gets oh, she uses her leg to you know raise herself back up matrix mm-hmm. style and like the mute the soundtrack music is cut into it and then as you're seeing his perspective looking back at megan uh, and her her um appearances being cut off by the various trees in the woods yeah. and then you just see her walking slowly and, and looking great in her costume and then she slowly get creeps down on all fours mm. and then eventually starts chasing after him like in a so unnatural way you've not seen it before you can see how this device moves unlike in Charles play and chucky which is fun to compare but that is all
1: puppetry uh, it, to 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 a limited degree. No, because Megan was, even though she's a toy and she's artificial, there's an actress playing her, and they just put a mask on. Yeah, and it was like a they CGI the face basically, so she moves like a real person.
0: Even when there's close-ups, like you see you see the shape of her legs and moving robotically. That's still a person. That was mm-hmm. a person's leg, and it was done so well. And I really did enjoy this movie. It they've, they've confirmed already a sequel. Yeah. 2025. It
1: overperformed. I saw that they had initially predicted like something like 10 million opening weekend. And it did like 25. So it, it overperformed. It's doing really well. It's really well received on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah, like you said there, they've confirmed a sequel to come 2025. So... I know that we're only in the beginning of 2023, but like that's... that's.
0: I'm not even looking forward to that. I'm just thinking right now, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. And then a few other uh, visual moments where... You see, you see Megan like from sitting in the car and she's lo- watching everyone being stressed after the boy getting killed and you can only see her from the outside of the car and it's very shaded and she mm. she's, you only see the top of the top of her head down to her like her eyes and then when she's being hooked up towards the end and she's mimicking the lead character's friend over the phone uh, to trick her that Megan's actually onto them and she, she you can just see that the the, the looker in her eye and then a little smirk and then at the end with the whole uh, you know, climaxing the fight and then even singing songs, like, especially mm. the titanium song. That was pretty
1: funny. It was yeah, very was expected. It did have a good bit of, like, humour. Like humour, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, jokes, but it was just, there was some funny moments in it, you know.
0: And it, it, was, it was funny. And I also liked, at the end, and this is actually one thing I would change, at the end, when Megan confronts her creator, the main character, Katie's aunt, mm-hmm. um, she started talking to her, and we realised that she has all the memories between the two, from conception and
1: development when she was just code. Yeah, to almost like before the film, yeah, or before the events of the years the movie and took years place. They, she says she mentions like, you know, I was the one that was up with you talking about this and that, and like learning. Yeah, and it's only that at the end that we kind of like nearly see like, oh, there was a bond there. Yeah, like Megan was. The aunt's friend before she was Katie's friend, and she was kind of nearly abandoned. At least, at least in that type of
0: sense, from Megan's perspective, because Mm -hmm. that's how she felt. And so I thought maybe if they could have just maybe introduced that a little bit earlier at some point, or even just have a quick dialogue, like you know, I built Megan from this code, and she, you know, I had conversations with her, you know, on the laptop or whatnot. Yeah, and I thought. It would have hit home even more. And then to the point where, you know, the girl gets up from bed and Megan and Aunt are like fighting and like a married couple. Yeah. Megan is talking to them like we have to raise our girl right there's a me and you and this and it's like that's how Megan sees us like she is a parent to Katie and mm-hmm. Katie says where you are you find the two of them together look, turn their heads
1: look back we're not fighting and mm-hmm. like, I like you that. You do feel like yeah like in in terms of an artificial intelligence that she is her own person because there's a couple of moments where the two are having a conversation katie's aunt and megan yeah and the aunt just says megan turn off and she doesn't turn off she says why did you just tell me to turn off like you know we're having a conversation yeah you can't have a conversation if you just continuously tell me to to stop listening or turn off it doesn't work like that like she fully sees herself as a person an integral part of this family yeah and should be respected like anyone else you know for her she's real and for Megan she is real and at the end when she's ripped
0: in half by Bruce which you knew who was going to make an appearance again Bruce the big robotic mm-hmm. machinery Megan was ripped in half and she goes crawling after him and she was, you ungrateful little bit like, yeah. like you can sense the anger in her as well it's like that is, that's that's pretty cool mm-hmm. all this in, in a movie like this I mean look it was go- I liked this movie I was happy with it this was uh, a nice exception for me to enjoy yeah you can tell oh, I'm really happy with this. I give this four stars out of five. That's pretty um, good.
1: Yeah. I think I'll give it three and a half. When I enjoyed it, but there was some bits that I probably would change. I'd probably get into Megan being a bit more evil quicker. Yeah. I felt like it, it was a long time before she actually kind of turned and started doing things that weren't I actually right. I like the pace, actually, in terms of... I would have quickened that up a little bit.
0: Really? Personally, yeah. I, I like the pace that it took. I like because she doesn't see herself as evil she's doing this because she's protecting this little girl from the world when really that's not how you raise a kid it should be the aunt raising mm. the kid and even touched on that a little bit because you know they were marketing Megan the toy as things and devices to do with kids that the parents wouldn't have to do yeah but then one of our co-workers mentioned like we can't have this replace us as parents and that's what it was at the end of the day between the aunt and their niece you know she's you know kicking the back seat like an angry child and it felt like you know a, a guardian uh, child relationship and I I like for me it fed it fed all in together I really liked it mm. There was a few things I would have changed but
1: I, <laughs> I see what you're saying there though I don't know I don't know if I agree with you though with the that she sees herself as doing nothing wrong because she was doing things but she was like deleting her own video footage of it like she was hiding she was doing things but hiding them so i think she knew that they weren't correct and like she even was getting ke to lie for her yeah what she was doing wasn't correct and she knew the way she was going about it her intentions were because her prime directive was protect ke from emotional and physical damage So what she was doing was what she was supposed to do, but she was going about it in the wrong way. And she knew that because she was trying to hide it. But as a non-human mind,
0: how could one tell the difference and feel any emotion about it? Because she didn't give a fuck about uh, killing some people and killing some animals. And like, you know how she was saying like in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. I thought because as a robot, she's not going to identify that as right or wrong because it's all about her maintaining her objective mm-hmm. in protecting Katie. And I just remember thinking there's some emotion coming through her dialogue. We're talking about a fucking killer robot doll <laughs> that, about a movie that was released in January. But look, that's, that's how I feel. And I actually, I get where you're coming from as well. But doesn't... Yeah, look, we can say that the same thing about Thanos, like why Thanos is doing you know mm. this, but that's a whole other ball game that I don't want to mm. touch into because we're not talking about that. We're talking about Megan, Mithrigan.
1: The, the finale as well, I think, was... I was expecting it to go differently. I thought that maybe... It was going to uh, take place at the uh, presentation where they had announced the doll. No, I thought that the moment where she's kind of ripped in half and then she goes after Katie... I thought that there was going to be a bit more of a like realization, realization. Yeah, where Katie says you're hurting me, and Megan says like, and that kind of goes against her programming, her prime directive, so she would self destruct or something like that. But I didn't think it would be an actual physical fight and battle. Right now, I could, I still enjoyed it. I just thought it was going to go a completely different route. I quite liked the kind of the child's play inspiration of you know you thought she was defeated but she always comes back just like chucky does like there's always that moment that one final jump scare yeah and that was that was there with megan as well i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the comparisons between megan and child's play the most recent remake because child's play initially was about uh, a man who possessed a doll his spirit possessed the doll but in the remake it was a similar artificial intelligence going evil Mm-hmm. The same. Kind of the same as Megan. So, me personally, I think this was better than that Child's Play movie. And I just wanted to see kind of where you stood on it. Do you think this maybe did it better? Did it worse? Is it on the same level? Of course this
0: did it better. I couldn't tell you all the reasons how or why, but first thing I can say is because of Megan herself. Mm-hmm. felt like that Megan was more of a fully rendered person compared to Mark Hamill's Chucky, which is very much more robotic. I would class the Child's play in 2019 that robot to you know the circular hoover going around the Mm -hmm. floor sweep hoovering up the dust and Mm -hmm. like it just keeps crashing into your furniture whereas megan it's close to having arms and limbs and having engaging conversations that and many more reasons as to why i think it starts with megan as the character secondly there's a few developments In terms of storytelling with the characters, the fact that this is a toy, why we need to make this toy, the sort of meta part of it, playing a commercial Mm -hmm. in the opening, and it was a play on the industry. I think maybe
1: someone saw that Child's Play movie and said, I can do that better. But how did they make it better? I think they just kind of, like you said there, like a bit more of a well-rounded person. The actual kind of application of what Megan could do because not only was she in artificial intelligence but she was synced up like kind of to the cloud. Yeah. She was able to intercept a call from the aunt to her co-worker and pretend to be her. When she escaped the building she was able to shut down all the, the security alarms. When uh, Katie's aunt refused to tell her something she just looked it up herself on the on the web. She refused to say what, like, oh, how did Katie's parents die? And it's like, oh, you shouldn't be listening. And so she just looked it up herself. So I think that the fact that she was a robot, it was executed far better than when Chucky was a robot compared to when he was a possessed doll.
0: So pretty much more of our generation and the Gen Z uh, generation in terms of devices, like your yeah. phone, your
1: tablet, your just turning your whole like everything, everything against you. you know everything you own and you know because rather than a bunch of toys more so equipment you use for work and so exactly yeah she had her own like you know google home device and it was connected to lights and all this stuff and megan was able to control that so i think her name was Gemma. katie's aunt we've referred to her as katie's aunt the whole time her name was Gemma. i'm pretty sure but her i'm glad that Gemma has this franchise now she can move on beyond get out Oh, she was the uh, girlfriend in Get Out, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah,
0: okay. She always had that look. That
1: yeah, I'd never forget that face. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad now she's a protagonist here. Yeah, so I'll be excited to see because the movie ends on that kind of cliffhanger of Megan's dead, but then you see the the equivalent of the Google Home or Alexa turn sinisterly and it's like, oh no, Megan's still there. You know, we yeah. can't. She's she's uploaded to the net. We can't get rid of her. So it will be interested to see her come back and and. What Same. form does that take? Will she come back in a similar body? Will she come back in something else? 2.0 is the title. Megan 2.0. Mithrigan, Mithrigan 2.0. point 2.0. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Same cast as well as uh, Gemma and Katie. Pretty much liked everything about this movie aside from the things that would change. I was happy with it. You yeah. can see, I'm t- I keep talking about it. I'm very happy with it.
1: Yeah, and you'll happily see the next one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if I'm still alive, in 25.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, come on. Ah, you know (laughs) uh, unless the artificial intelligent robots get us Um, any final thoughts Um, I don't think so I think um, in terms of you know possessed dolls where we have um, Chucky and Annabelle and now we've Megan and I'm happy to see I think I
0: I think Megan stands out above them in uh, in Skylands like Annabelle is one thing but like we the Conjuring universe has pretty much been done to test now mm-hmm. like the first Conjuring and maybe the second Annabelle were good there's only so much you can do because it's not really Annabelle you don't see her move all that much and uh, Charles Play Charles Play has evolved into the goofiness continuum yeah. with um, Dwarf um, rather than the 2019 Charles Play so Megan stands out on its own I'm, I don't even like really comparing it to Child's Play no, but lines. there's
1: definitely a case to be made for her yeah you know
0: but to me it stands out on its own like yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna make a list of killer dolls in this <laughs> uh, you know like even if I did it would either have Megan in it on its own and I don't know with a bunch of Blumhouse movies or the killer dolls list would not have Megan in it because it just stands above it all yeah you yeah. liked it I liked it I hope you guys listening liked it as well if you didn't like it why are you listening here we want lovers not haters if you'd like to keep listening to us, you can follow us on Instagram at Talking Pictures Pod and Twitter, Talking Picks Pod. And look forward to more podcast episodes to come down the line. And uh, as I said, we're in Ireland. We don't get everything released to us on time like you do all in the US. And only if it's worth the time to talk about. It. We're here to talk about things we like, not hate. Unless it's crucial information. <laughs> yeah. All right. Say bye, David. Bye, David. Bye.